Dear you, I don't know exactly who I'm sending this to. I just need to say it because if I don't, it might burn me up from the inside. As of now, I could barely hold, in, hold it in my stomach. I could feel its burning edges slowly spreading further out. It's all I can think about. It's all I don't want to think about. I guess I, I should start by saying that I'm not from here. I moved here because of my job. I don't want to say exactly what that is because I don't know exactly who you are, but I guess I could tell you that I'm from Connecticut, a place far different from here, filled with water while this place is filled with sky. There, water fills the air, it fills your ears, it fills everything. And here, sky. I just didn't expect the sky. When I moved here, I didn't like it. It felt like the entire city of Albuquerque was just holding on to the earth and trying not to fall off. But now I see it. It's everywhere. I don't know why I'm spending so much time on this when I should be talking about him. He's the opposite of the sky. He's earth. All earth. Not the stuff that lifts you up, but the stuff that digs into the very bottom of you and holds you. They call the forest around the Rio Grande the Bosque. I don't know what the word means, and I haven't had time to look it up, but it turns out to be one of my favorite places. A strip of wilderness right in the middle of so much concrete. The Rio Grande splitting that in half, wildlife everywhere. Sometimes on my lunch breaks, I go to there to eat my lunch. It's close enough to work to get there fast and far enough from the rest of the world to make me feel, make me feel okay. I don't know what it is about me. I don't like being surrounded by so much humanity. This little forest in the middle of the city is... I guess it's me? I'm a little bit of wilderness in my cubicle field, just like this is a little bit of wilderness in a vast sea of gray concrete. And there's this tree. It's right by the river. I think if we weren't in a huge drought, the tree would be half covered in water. Maybe that's why it looks, looks this twisted. I mean, the limbs of the tree bend and twist in such a way that they make an arch over the pathway. That's where I like to sit. But this time, this time, he was there. At the top of the arch, just sitting there. Like a creature. I mean, he's not a creature, he's a man. He's a man like a leopard is a cat, still human, but wilder. Not tall, not tall. No one around here seems to be that tall. But what stands out the most is his hair, his eyes, and his skin. All the same shade of brown. Not monochrome. There are shots of red and dark brown in his hair and beard and shots of gold in his eyes. But he's all over the same shade of nutmeg. I can't be remembering this right. His hair's a little too long. Like, cut with a knife too long. His eyebrows a little wild, but... He smiled at me. Just a little, so I could see his teeth a little, and the crinkle at the corner of his eyes. Hello? And that's it. That's all we said. We just stared at each other. I don't know for how long. All I know is that it was like he was water and my eyes needed to drink him. Every time I tried to look away to be modest, to be, I, I, I don't know, not a complete idiot, every time I tried... Myers forced themselves back to drink more of him. The weird bend of his wrist, the place his chest hair barely peeked out of his shirt, 
The way he pushed his tongue against his bottom lip to the point of almost licking it, almost breaking the surface, but not. I don't know when he jumped down from the tree. I know that we were standing in front of each other. But too close, too close for strangers. I've had boyfriends and girlfriends who never stood this close to me. Or I could breathe his breath into my lungs and give it back to him, and then he could give it back to me. And He moved so quickly. I heard something that I didn't, and he ran, he leapt, and he was gone. And I, I went back to work. I know this sounds weird, but I can feel him now. Whatever it is about him, that wilderness that he carries like a swarm of hovering bees, I could feel it when he's near. It washes over me at the strangest times. Of course, I feel it more when I'm near the Bosque. If I'm driving over a bridge on my way to run some errand, it fills my car. I don't know if he could feel me too. I'm not sure if I matter. I'm not sure if I matter enough. I don't mean to diminish myself, but the longer I'm away, the more I start to wonder if he felt something similar. Some sort of acid burning its way through his belly like it burns away in mine. I don't know if I'm that to anyone. But if I am, I want to be that to him. I've also been afraid to go back. But I've gone a few times. I don't feel him. I keep asking around. The only thing I'm hearing is El Conejo. Not sure what that means. Some half wild man that lives in the forest. And... And I, I don't know, makes everyone feel, feel wanted for an afternoon. Drives them crazy? Some sort of incubus that eats you with a sauce of your own passion? Maybe. Maybe. El Campo Santo was recorded in the shadow of the Sandia Mountains and in the heart of Albuquerque, New Mexico, where a production of Blackout Theatre Company made possible with a generous grant from the city of Albuquerque's cultural affairs. If you're interested in learning more about Blackout Theatre Company, check out our website at blackouttheater.com. <laughs>